I love that Buck Swope. Buck Swope's an interesting cat. This is as creepy a guy as you'll ever encounter. That's right, Buck Swope. Buck Swope, who you, Doug really is not comfortable yeah. with Buck Swope. Kind of a shutter spook. Swope's one of the best in the business, for my money. Buck Swope? Buck Swope asked Doug his preference on shrubs. Ah! <laughs> I may sue Buck Swope. Buck Swope is struck. I'm pretty high on Swope. If we need an old audio clip, Swope's going to have it. Why? I don't know. I just know he does. The wonderful Buck Swope. You know Buck Swope? Well, yeah. Seem to have kind of an issue with Buck Swope. Right. It always goes back to Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Mr. Buck T. Swope. What's up, kids? You're listening to Swope's Picks, Episode 30, Tucker and Friends, Volume 1. A little later, we'll be joined by Tucker himself. But right now, let's flash back to April 2014. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. Get on with it, motherfucker. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. Uh, JR, uh, you're on the appliances counter phone line. Yeah, I'll tell you what. This stuff about Chicago, and I'm, I'm being dead serious right now, uh, not really joking around. The, the Communist Manifesto that's been entrenched in that city now for the last 25, 30 years since the Daly family took over, and then on to that some guns, Rahm Emanuel, it's what's attacking the heartland of this country. I mean, we can't have anything anymore that we can trust because of people like that that run that city. And for people on this air to come on and say stuff about, you know, oh, I love Chicago, you don't know the deepest part of it. When you spend them tax dollars that President Obama takes so many of, and you spend them dollars up there, you're giving them money, and you're giving them the privilege of having you there to spend money at their bars, their restaurants, and their eateries. To me, it's a travesty that they haven't seceded from the state of Illinois yet because that Cook County up there is doing nothing but harming the good people in places like Carbondale and like Peoria and Springfield. That's what's happening. And and for anyone to talk about going up there and spending their dollars. I know, it's I mean, nuts. We should boycott well, it. Well, no, and, and, and I've, I've called for boycotts on things before, and they've ended up working. The well, city well, of Chicago you- seems like a threat to these United States. Well, I, I truly believe that it is, and and seeing what's going on up there now, nothing would surprise me, including the fact that President Obama takes over that egregious county and puts in Russian powers in there, because stuff is that crazy right now, and things are going in the wrong direction, gentlemen. And again, I like that you're joking about it, and I know this is a lighthearted show, and people come to listen about sports, but this is a real issue today, in the Midwest especially, and in Missouri and Illinois. That Russia might take over Chicago? I mean, anything is possible, and if you want to Google about it, it is possible. It is there, Doug. That's true. Doug, that's true. Anything is possible. Huh, I wasn't that worried about Crimea, but Chicago, that's hitting pretty close to home. Well, as I said, anything's possible, and reading about President Obama and what's going on right now, and that sun gun in the White House, I wouldn't be surprised if Russia's running this country by 2016 when he's out of office, because... Things have gone so sideways, and the hardworking Americans are having everything taken from them right now by that communist. And Chicago is is the center of the epicenter of the world right now when it comes to the communist movement. And Obama, if he has his way, Chicago is going to be the epicenter of it. Is what's going to happen? Jr. Great call. Thank you very much. That was a great call. Who is this? Who is this? Guys. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Good morning. Hello. Who is this? Who is this? JR, how are you? Well, I'm fine, JR. How are you? Good. I've got one or two problems here, and, and this is, I'm, I hate to be serious because I do enjoy your program. I do. All right. But <laughs> I, I, it, it really like bothers me a little uh, bit that, that we get into this stuff, and these, 
these kids that sit around their computer playing around with themselves are calling in to talk about pornography, mm-hmm. and there are serious things going on in the world. Right, I'm just there as are. disappointed about it as you are. Is it? Is well, this? Is it? Can I ask you? Because I'm I'm kind of buying a little bit. I haven't made a final decision. Are you uh, being totally serious, or are you going to turn and say something about Doug? No, I don't. I'm being very serious, and it it just there's one or two times in this country where we've hit a crossroads, and we're at one right now. Mm-hmm. And the de- the devil is going to win. The devil is winning, and being open to talking about pornography on the air. That's not something that would have happened in the good Christian community 10 years ago, 15 years ago. No, you're right about I that. Say and, and, I, and you know what? what? You know what? That that falls back on Obama because I'm very concerned. And I really, I'm really genuinely serious that if we keep talking about pornography, when I call to listen about sports and lighten up my day, we, we may have a problem. And I hear about people talking about buttholes and all sorts <laughs> Watch your language, Jr. I, I'm I'm just disappointed, and I would hope that this t- show could turn back in a different direction because it, it could be very good. It's never been a good show. And there could be some informative things that come out of it. Never informative. Guys, I'm sorry. and I'm, I'm not trying to bring the mood down or anything like that. I'm really not. I do like to have fun. I do like to enjoy life. But I, I don't tune in when I'm, you know, sitting there in the morning having coffee and my child comes down. I don't want him to hear about pornography. And, and it's I, I don't. I turn the radio off, believe me. But as soon as he gets to school, I kind of want to see what – are they going to veer back onto a topic that matters in the world? Are they going to – It's like to? gay no. porn here. <laughs> and, and I haven't heard I haven't heard anything that, that, believes, that makes me believe you might. And you might lose a listener. Boy, we've been giving a dressing down today, fellas. Thank you, Bobby. That Doug guy there oh, is JR. JR. Yeah, no, I – Who is Good this? Morning. Who is this? Doug, this is JR. Hello, JR. Morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? We're fine. You? I'm doing well. Right. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Blues plus minus this season in, in in contrast to what it's been in the years that they've sort of uh, bowed out of the playoffs pretty early, and if that's an indicator of how they could be doing in the first round. For every player? For every player? or the, Are you talking about goal differential? Yeah, goal differential. And just for the different lines that are out there, there's a few different lines. Doug, do you have and, that? Uh, well, the lines change, so it's hard to say what a particular line's plus minus. The right. Blues are plus six for the season, goal differential. Okay. Plus all right. six. Well, that's all. And they have one of the better records in the NHL, correct? Yes, that's correct. Wow. Well, that that is impressive, then. And, uh, you know, I do it. I do admire the, the hard work and the scrappiness of this team, the way they get out there and compete with everything kind of backed up against them and they're backed up against to the wall. That's how a good, hard American work is made, and they, they do yeah. a very nice job of it, I believe. Well, I believe so, too. Did you play some hockey in your youth there, I did, We didn't have a lot of hockey where I grew up, but I've always been a, I've always been a competitive sport, and it's a good Christian sport, and it's a good sport that teaches kids good values, I believe. Where did you, where'd you a, grow up? I grew up in Mississippi. Oh, no hockey down there at all, is there? Now, may I ask, what, what kind of sport is not a Christian sport? When you watch... Something like the NBA. Yeah, you know, I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, they just they show them, they show it off, and they do different things that don't make me believe that you know they're they're really nice athletes and they really compete. But some of those boys, when you see them come for the Blues, they they have a real nice way about them, and they they really they talk nice and they they're good with the community. And uh, I really do appreciate that living here now for about the last uh, 12, 13 years. So I really do appreciate seeing how they act in the community. And I don't see that from the, the basketball players, but I haven't had a basketball team near me.
where I've ever grown up either. So it would be a little bit hard to say. What brought you away up north from Mississippi? I actually came here for uh, my college sweetheart ended up. She's from uh, Hannibal, Missouri. And uh, we ended up uh, here in St. Louis. Where did you go to university, Jr.? Uh, I went to Benedictine College. Benedictine. Yep. Yep. Graduated there in 2000, and uh, you know I've called St. Louis home now for about 13 years. Yeah. And it uh, it's a good it's a very good it's a good community, but we have our struggles, and uh, the Blues are a nice part of it. You know, it, it'll be good to have baseball season back, get that going again. And uh, I'm just I'm a big sports fan. Like to go to the games and like to see what they do for our people. All right. Well, and you're very, very savvy sports guy to, to know that the Blues' goal differential is only plus six, and yet there they are near the top of well, the heap. Well, I think you're the one that told me that, so I do appreciate it because I do like to have the water cooler talk about the Blues every morning when I get to work. Happened and uh, water cooler. And it, it's it's nice to be able to bring some uh, some facts to the table because I'm a casual fan. Well, throw that one around you know, today. See, how I'm, that I'm more into. I'm more in this season. I'm this type of year. I'm more into politics, but I still do like to get away from that once in a while. Watch a hockey game. Who's your candidate and, uh, of choice this year? Yeah, who do you like? Oh, it'll be definitely be Ted Cruz, and I think uh, he's got a real good shot at the White House if he can get past these next few states here. He'll do real well in the South, and uh, I'll be real happy to see how he does uh, once we get once we get him into the White House. You got a phone call coming in, don't you? Yeah, I think that's uh, Pat Robertson on the other line. <laughs> No, Pat Robertson. That now that's a that's a program that I used to watch, but he said some things recently I disagreed what with. Did, what did he say? Well, he, I think that he's trying to get a little more mainstream, and he's given up some of his core values. And uh, to me, that you know, I have some relatives that went to Liberty University, which he's affiliated with, and they've said that that campus is, is run amok a little bit. Uh, and it is what it is. People have to change with the times, I suppose. But he's a man with very strong Christian beliefs. And I do think that that's, that's trying to change a little bit as he tries to modernize his message. Hmm. What core values is he is he giving up? Well, I know he's been a little bit less harsh on you know the, the homosexuality recently, yeah. and you can anyone can have their own opinion. My opinion is the word of the Bible, and it always has been. But I think Pat is a good man, and I think he he does have those values. But he's trying to market himself to a younger generation. To me, it's strictly for the purposes of enrollment at Liberty, yeah. and uh, and, that, and that to me is one of the issues. What's Pat's stance on the MMF situations? Uh, excuse me. Well, probably shouldn't have asked it. Never mind. Uh, what, just, um, just, what what's that? I was just wondering what Pat Robertson's stance was on MMF situations. I, I'm, I wouldn't be sure. I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, what if I, don't I had my left close, testicle hanging out and I was serving closely. you a ah, beer? That's, that's, that's a wrong drop. That's a wrong drop. Jr. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Jr. Thanks, Jr. Great call. That was a real call, I think. Who was this? Morning. Who was this? Uh, Doug, this is RJ. Uh, hello, RJ. Hey, guys. How are hey. you doing? You sound a little tired. <laughs> you sound a little tired this morning. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, mm. I, I haven't been to bed yet, but I like Why? listening to you guys. I was, uh, it was over at Pops, but I like listening listen to you guys in the morning. And um, I'm wondering if you're going to be down at the game tonight. I'm heading to. I'm going to think of going to the game tonight. Blues or Cardinals? Uh, the Blues. Blues. Well, yes, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> I mean, if they if they could pull that one off tonight. Uh, you still I, drinking? 
I think the series might be over. It you might just, be over. Did you just take a sip of something? You still drinking? <laughs> Uh, some Gatorade. Oh, all right. So, so tell us about last night. Your, your last night probably is more interesting than what we're talking about. What did you do last uh, night to wind up at Pops? Well, um, I was at a convention for dental equipment. And, um, Careful. Some guys, guys were in from uh, all over the country. Yeah. And um, they said, let's go over to uh, where the, the, the strip teases are. Oh, my. We went, we went over there. First, we went to, uh, uh, Bar, Bar, Bar Napoli and Clayton. Yeah, no strip teases there. No, no. And we took, uh, we took an Uber over late to, uh. Now you're smacking your lips. Yeah, what's going on? To, uh, we went to the Pet House Club. Okay. And, uh, ended up at Pops. But then I, I always listen to you guys on the way to work. It's cool listening when you haven't been to bed yet, though. It's, it's a different vibe. It's totally weird. Now, you're not going to uh, work on any dental patients this morning, are you? I don't, I don't do any of that. I sell this stuff, man. Oh, okay. I don't, do you, do I you don't, think uh, Do you think it's I the first time in it. the history of a uh, dental equipment convention uh, that you guys have gotten together and gotten no, to a strip club? No, it's happened before. We go over there every year. They come in town. We How are things the, at the Penthouse Club? Uh, I haven't been over there in a while. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It was, uh, there's like two or three really hot chicks, and the rest of them are kind of nasty. But well, it was a Monday yeah, night. You probably don't the, get the, the A team on a Monday one, night. The one girl we were talking to. For, you're sniffing now. You're sniffing and you're smacking your lips. This little key bump to keep it going. Uh, she worked at Rhonda's on page at Rhonda's. And, uh, she wasn't very hot, but she she went over to my buddy and started kissing on him, and it was it was kind of cool. But the yeah, it wasn't the best looking girls I've ever seen. That's for sure. You drop a lot of money over there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But it's what'd only once a year. What'd you, what'd you spend? Down. What'd you it's spend? only once a year. I don't know. I I got all my ATM receipts so much. Oh, no. I don't know what I spent. I'm going to get some breakfast. This Where are you going? Uh, probably. Uh, Uncle Bill's, I guess. Doug Uncle Bill. Uh, out there in Manchester? Is that in Ball? Or you can yeah, go Southside. Probably. Yeah, the key, where is it? Hamptons or Kings Highway or something like Kings that? Kings Highway. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Are you going to live He's doing it? drugs on our airwaves, Tim. It's a long, it's going to be a long day. I have some stuff to get done this afternoon before the hockey game, but it's, uh, it's worth it. And you guys put on a good show, man. I, I, uh, now you pulled an all, you was, pulled an all nighter that included yeah. the strip club and pops, and now yeah. you're not sleeping. Now he's doing lines now, of coke. Now you're here. going to work, and then you're going to go to the no, Blues no, game. No, no. I'm going to work from home today. I'm going to work from home. I always work from. I don't have an office to go into. I just work from the house. But they. Uh, but but the thing about it is that uh, this hockey in the night, I got to get you know rise up for that. Yeah. So I'm going to. Take some five iron G's or something, maybe some Adderall some or something to get. Yeah. Doug, a little Adderall will help. Whatever your sniffing's probably. How old are you, RJ? If you don't mind me asking, I'm um, 31, 31. And you make money, right? Because I know that's a pretty lucrative I game, a, right? I do okay. I do yeah. okay. They got yeah, any openings? Do. They have any openings? <laughs> you might die. Uh, there might be a spot that, that you're taking up right uh, now. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, um, but one of the guys I was with played in your golf tournament on. Uh, Last week, it said it was the bomb, man. He said it was awesome. He, uh, 
So I was I was out of town, but I would like to play next year. I was on the West Coast, so I'd like to come back. Though you ignore play. Doug, though he wants a job. Next, Doug next just asked you for a oh, job. I don't know. He he probably makes a lot more money doing the, the TV and stuff. I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like he had a lot more fun to, anyway. <laughs> if he wants to mess with selling, you know, you know, X-ray equipment and whatnot. It's, sure. It's a, it's, it's a racket, man. It's a racket. <laughs> <laughs> read. But they all need it, right? The dentists all need this stuff. Oh, You're not yeah, selling them something they, they don't need. Yeah, but we're like, uh, just between me and the audience, we're like the number three equipment company. So <sighs> You're selling lousy x-ray equipment that just spreads it's, radiation everywhere. No, no. It's good. It, it's the best kind, actually. But <laughs> we got to get a grasp of How much? How much is this x-ray? Indianapolis. And, uh, it's just smaller. It's just smaller than the big guys. You just get lunch for the for the dentist oh. office staff, oh, and then yeah. they buy your equipment. Isn't that how it works? I got a well. I got a deal with um with uh, uh Jersey Mike's. Sure. And they started helping me out, so I get they cut me deals with the, the catering. So it's a big part. Of it. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> what's it? What's it cost? If you can gather yourself for just a moment, what what's it cost for a nice X ray machine for a dentist's office? Uh, what would I expect to pay? Uh, I mean, it's all over the place, man. Maybe uh, a ballpark. I mean, 120, and they, but you don't. There's warranties and stuff. You plans you get with it, and it. it you, our whole goal is to sell more services. You know, it's like typical sales. You know, they, they make all their money on the extra stuff, not the. Yeah. Not the about one hundred twenty thousand for an. What about? Because last time I was at the dentist a few weeks back. <laughs> oh, my, I hope you get through it. You put your chin up on this thing, and then this whole yeah. machine rotates around you. Like yeah. you don't. It's uh oh, it's real high tech. Uh, it uh, you okay? Yeah, it's high tech, but they, they've changed a lot in the last ten years since I've been selling it. It's uh, I've changed companies a few times. It gets better every every year. So, uh, <laughs> so it's right, we, we're gonna let we're you. Work. It's getting better, man. It's All cool. Right. All right, you thank guys you, RJ. Good show, and nice. I hope to see you at the hockey game tonight. I'll be down there with the Blues party. I think the uh, the Urge is playing or something. I think the Urge will uh, be playing. So we're going to go watch the Urge and uh, like three eleven or something. I think, and then uh, they watch the game and watch them beat the Sharks down. Because <laughs> <I, laughs> if, if we get to the finals, it's going to be crazy down there. Just freaking wild, man! Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Isn't it? And we're going to go and watch the parade and everything. All right. Fun night. All right. Yeah, I'll be here. I'm walking over. You're going to wind up on the east walking side again. Now. Oh, now right. he's talking to somebody else. His convention, boys. Oh, no. I think he's calling into Bernie now. No, it, no it's, it's this girl I was talking to. Uh, one of the scrippers? Is that one of the scrippers? <laughs> no. I don't bring. I'm not going to bring them on the, the side. Yeah. Keep them on the We may have just lost him. It doesn't end well. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. I got to run. These are calling me. Okay. Sorry to bother you. All right. All right. Hey, thanks for your show. It's awesome. Thank okay, you. RJ. Thanks. For... All right. Wonderful. He was doing drugs on our airwaves. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Who is this? Who is this? Uh, Doug, this is Bruce on the appliances. Oh. oh, hello, Bruce. Hey, guys. How are you? Well, you sound <laughs> chipper today. We're doing fine. Uh, you? Oh, I'm doing great. Got All a right. long weekend coming up after I got one event tonight. And what do you got? I am done for what, the weekend. What do you got tonight? We're doing a um, charity party. I'm actually partnering with 
Beth Stern, Howard Stern's wife. Really? Well, something to do with uh, animals, I would imagine. The North Shore Animal League. Yes, you're right. Out on um, out in, on Long Island. So I'm uh, waiting here right now for the catering team. I'm meeting them in about uh, 20 minutes or so. You're on Long Island we're, now? We're in the Hamptons. Yes, we'll be out in the Hamptons this weekend. And um, I will be back, actually, in the city uh, probably by 10 p.m. tonight because I'm going to get this thing going, and then I am done. I am out. So we'll, uh, we'll get this started, but... I heard you move stations. It was just yeah. funny. I was, you know, I listened to you streaming, obviously, because I can't pick up your signal that far away. But yeah, um, St. Louis. But it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm happy for you guys. I know this is the station you were on long, long time ago. So this is awesome. Really cool stuff. Thank you, Bruce. You seem excited about the weekend. What are you doing in the weekend that's got you so chipper? Out in the Hamptons, Doug, you'd be excited if you were in the Hamptons. Well, now, but he's coming no, back. I, he's won't, back. I will not be in the Hamptons for the weekend. I'll be back in the city. And there won't be too many people there. What I love about holiday weekends in Manhattan is that everybody spills out. Everyone's gone. So we're going to have the bars to ourselves. It's going to be real relaxing. Um, tomorrow we're doing a Cuban-themed party at the condo, and that'll be fun. And I'm um, going to watch some college football because it gets all kicked off tomorrow and uh, watch the Tigers. They come on at noon here. And i um, going to have a few friends over for that, drink some mojitos, and just relax, watch some football, and live an American uh, Labor Day weekend. What are you going to yeah, wear to this Cuban party? Are you going to wear a Guayabara shirt, maybe? You know, it's so funny, yes, because I've got most of it picked out already. So I have shorts, and I've got a fedora. Yeah. And I got some Cuban cigars sure. uh, that, were, that were brought in. But i got to find a shirt. So I'm going to go down probably tomorrow morning, um, somewhere in Chelsea probably, find some kind of button-down shirt. I'm thinking white with, like, a pattern. Because yeah, a Guayabara that's shirt. That's what it's got to be. They kind yeah, of look like a dentist very, shirt I'm almost. like Buena, Buena Vista Social Club, something to that effect. So, yeah. Well, um, but yeah, it should be a good it should be a good weekend. What's going on in St. Louis? How's the weather? Everything fun? <laughs> well, yeah, the weather's fine. It's cooling off a little bit. It's like in the seventies right now. I think it was actually a little little cool when we arrived this morning. Oh my god, that's awesome! I was talking to my dad the other day, and he still said it was in the nineties and one hundreds, and that my mom was just being a real piss ass with him. So no. <laughs> I'm I'm just happy that I'm not I wasn't there for that because I never like to deal yes. with that stuff. She if she has to walk up to the Clayton Community Center and it's more than seventy degrees, God forbid. Hope she's not listening. Too much. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. What sort of work you do I, there, Bruce? I'm do I do event planning. So I do oh. all sorts of different charity events mainly. Um we've usually got about one every two weeks, it seems now. The business is really picking up. Yeah. So I was only planning to be out in New York for about four or five months. But it looks like it's going to be longer. There's plenty of volume here that I can pick up. So yeah. I'm, uh, I've been hopping around the world so much. It's, it's nice to be in one place for just a little bit of time. Well, where else have you been? Well, I came from Sydney. I was there for a while. But I was in Sydney and Madrid and Melbourne. I did a few months in Melbourne as well. And before St. Louis, uh, well, after St. Louis, I was in Denver for about a year and a half. Did some stuff there. And I've spent a month or two in Southern California as well. So I've kind of been everywhere. But St. Louis is my home, and those are the teams I root for. And it's why I still listen to St. Louis Sports Talk Radio instead of those pinheads, uh, Mike and Mike, that are on the, the national station, because I think they're a bunch of clowns. And I'm tired of hearing about the New York Jets. I could listen yeah. to Boomer and Katrin if I wanted that. Ridiculous. So you're just traveling around the world, planning events like the Dickens. Have you any openings? Um, Job I don't know openings. What you mean by that, but, Job uh, openings. Oh, oh, okay. Um, what else would I have meant? 
we're, we're typically, well, I know everyone on, I listen to these podcasts and everyone seems to say you're the most vile. <laughs> what? I don't That's know what true. you mean. I, Absolutely I true. don't know what you mean there. But no, um, we do internships. So I'm, I'm doing um, an internship this winter for two college students probably. And we'll probably take on <laughs> maybe three or four next summer. <laughs> but right now it's just me and my partner. So we don't, okay. we don't try to spend too much on, um, Staffing. I mean, we can use. We usually outsource most of our things. What so. neighborhood in the in the city do you live in, Doug? I, I've got him. I've got him in uh, Greenwich Village. That's where I've got you. I'm in Chelsea. Doug's in, in Chelsea. In, we're renting a uh, condo in Chelsea. I've been here now since. What's the rent? If you don't mind me asking, Bruce, what, what's the rent? Oh goodness! I'm going to go thirty-four hundred. Thirty-four hundred. Thirty-four. You're close. Anyone else have a guess? Charlie, you want to venture a guess? What are we talking? Square footage? How many uh, rooms? Well, we are at. 1450 square feet and a patio on floor number 21 421 I'm going to say I'm going to say 3000 a month I'll say I'll say $3800 a month oh, so I have $400 uh, I wish uh, you guys all live in a great world we are just under 7000 6800 wow um, oh my god very nice our, our views are fantastic and there's a nice little park down the street so in New York, you pay for the ancillary benefits more than you pay for the space. Why don't you buy something so got, for that? Because you got to buy well, anything you buy. There's a million plus. If, well, if you, I was going to be here long term, yeah, they said if they listed this condo instead of renting it, it would probably be three point two. Three point two million. Three point two million. I'm not ready for a three point two million cash outlay right now. No, but if you're paying if you're paying almost seven thousand a month, you could buy you could have a million dollar place somewhere. Sure, I could, but then I'd be stuck with it and have to try to sell it, and I'd have to furnish it. This is all pre-furnished. There you go. The neighborhood I love. Absolutely love my neighborhood. Love my neighborhood. Bruce, who do, you, who do you live with? Do you live with other people that chop that up with you? Just my partner. Yeah. So we run the business. And, who, and, we, and uh, who's your partner? Together. What's your partner's name? Jacob. Yeah. Jacob. We've been uh, partners in this business now for nine years. So, and uh, he, is he a St. Louis? He is not. He is from Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. Doug, they come from but all over. We, to go we to did meet at Mizzou. We meet at Missouri. So he's kind of a St. Louisan, I guess you could say. He went there for journalism, and he didn't quite stick with it. Good for him. Yeah, he made a wise choice, and now he's living in in Chelsea. And then uh, we started this business, and things really took off. So it's uh, been fantastic. How old is Jacob? Would I know him at the journalism school? I don't think. I doubt you would have, Tim. He is 31. Oh, yeah, he's much younger than me. So he was was a young end when I was there. Uh, Oh, you went to Missouri, too? Ever since. Yeah, I went to Mizzou, and I graduated in 2004. How about you? Young gentleman, young man. Same age as me. Boy, this event planning, it it pays well. Yeah, why don't we go plan events somewhere? The business, well, it pays well if you know what you're doing. Um, It's like everyone's an amateur right now, and there's so many party planners. I see them on social media all over the place, and it's a joke. I got to tell you, it's a joke. Um, We've got some really good clients, and that's helped me a lot. Um, I'm talking, actually, you'd be, this is a sports station, so you'd be impressed by this. Next Tuesday, we're taking a meeting with Lala Anthony. Oh, oh what's, that, what's up, Mello? What's up, Mello? What's up, Tim? Yeah, so we're taking a meeting with her, and apparently she does some pretty elaborate events. They spent almost six figures on their son's birthday party. So, if we could book something through Lala and Carmelo, that would be great. And hopefully I could get some courtside seats. I love the Knicks games. I like going, so uh, but oh, I've been going to a lot D-Rose. of last year because it was a little bit cheaper. Yeah, they got D Rose coming in. Shot town, D Rose. Well, I grew up, I grew up rooting for the Chicago Bulls, so I'm kind of happy D Rose is there. And Noah, Noah's a 
what a what a gentleman he is. I really uh, big a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. So we're we're excited about the Knicks, and even if they're not a great playoff team, they're fun to watch. That should be good this year. Doug, your thoughts on <laughs> what's the key to putting together a fabulous get together? Having the right connections. Right it's connections. really that simple. Will Howard Stern be at this thing tonight? I worship him. Howard will be there. What I've heard about him, though, there's a few things they've warned me. Number one, don't try to ask him about anything. Not in a mean way, but I think that it's just he's got a lot going on and there's a lot of people attending. And number two, he cuts out really early. So they're telling me that he'll probably be out of there by 8 o'clock and not to be offended. But Beth will stay all night and entertain. She's kind of the, the alpha. And i got to tell you, she is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, I've done parties with just about everybody. Well, not many A-listers. A lot of B-listers. And Beth couldn't be friendlier than any of them. Unbelievable. She seems like a legitimately pleasant woman when I'm listening to the show and she's on. I promise you she is. There is no facade about that because this was quite an event to put together. And we only started doing it the last week of June. So that doesn't leave you a whole lot of time. And she has been nothing but pleasant to everybody involved. And with my vendors, with me and my... With me and Jacob, everything has just been awesome. So, just she's a she's a real delight. I got to tell you. But can, you, can, you pl- can you plan my fortieth birthday? Anna Marie's looking for somebody to handle that, and then, then that way I can feel like I'm Howard Stern because I have my wife planning an event for me, Doug. That's the way I can truly experience a great fortieth birthday yeah. party outside of this lesbian orgy. I want to okay. have. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'd love to. If you could do a New York five ninety the fan welcome event for your fortieth, wow. we'll bring everybody out to New York. We can host at my place. I don't know how many people will fit, but we have a nice rooftop, good common area. We'll make it. We'll make it rain. We'll make it really good for you. Doug, would you like Ooh. to go to New York for my fortieth birthday? Sure, sure, that'd be a fun. Chuckles, time. you and Jess, you're I'm in. in. This is Paul Hawk. Oh hell yeah, man! Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there it is. You and we, Jacob we get this really thing going. Time, but it's not cheap. I can tell you, airfare, everything's expensive. Uh, we work at AM Radio in St. Louis. We're all very, oh, very right. wealthy. Well, now you're on the big station. You're getting that. Well, I mean, that just shows where your standards are, but yeah. <laughs> we could maybe rent a school bus. We could rent a school bus and all drive up there. Yeah, yeah. Rosanante. Hey, that'd be yeah. fabulous as A well. short bus. Got Bruce, some, uh, got some people I can help you with. we we got to go because Frank's coming up next, uh, but but uh, right. it's great to hear from you. Don't be a stranger. We want you to call in more often. All right, well, have a great holiday weekend, guys, and we will talk soon. Yep. Maybe talk about Mizzou Tigers being 6-0. and Wow. Dad, thank you, Bruce. There he is, Bruce from the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Bruce with shoes. My favorite Bruce call of all time. That guy is fantastic. I would like a job like that where I could plan a party in Melbourne or maybe Barcelona or, or L.A. or New York and afford to pay $6,800 a month for rent. Where do I sign up for that? Guys, the demographics of this show never cease to amaze me. <laughs> I, I imagine a lot of party planners in the Hamptons are streaming right now. Well, there's 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 one, maybe two. Maybe his partner was also streaming. Bruce I and Jacob. It. I doubt it. Nice of him to call, though. Guys, what the hell is going on right now? Thanks. That's from the three four. Yeah. So he spends about $85,000 per year on rent. True story. When I almost moved to New York City, the rent was going to be, and I didn't do it, so this can't be, well, but it'll be taken as a, whatever, because you can't ever talk about money, but being real honest with you, the place that we were going to settle on was $4,200 a month, and it was a one-bedroom in Midtown, too, which isn't exactly the coolest place. That's the tourist area. Uh, one-bedroom, 800 square feet, 4200 mm. And I'm just like, this is just and stupid. And is it really nice, rent. or it's just no, I mean, it was, it was new. But it wasn't. I mean, it was just super small. So what, is every, what does everybody do to make that kind of money? I mean, they're, they're not all Wall Street uh, millionaires, are they? I was told by some friends who had either moved to Brooklyn Heights or would, were living in Jersey 
that if you don't make close to a half a million dollars, and this was 2007, a year, then just don't bother living in Manhattan. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. No. I mean, especially you literally couldn't pay the rent. Yeah. But hmm. but there's Bruce, Bruce and Jacob. Yeah, together nine years, well. Doug. Killing it. Killing it. Bruce and Jacob. Yeah. Putting together my 40th birthday, just like Howard Stern. Who is this? Who is this? Doug, this is Tucker. Uh, hello, Tucker. Kind of hello, Tucker. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, we're fine. You? Oh, man. I had a night at the game last night, man. Oh, man. We were in the outfield, and there were a lot of Cubs fans. Yeah. And these, uh, this dude was 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 firing hard on these two girls, right? He was just firing on them. Yeah. And then uh, he said, if the Cardinals break up the no-hitter, you two gals make out. If they don't, he said he would lick gum off the off the concrete. And I'm watching this whole thing. Oh my right? word! This mm-hmm. is now this is pretty dramatic. I like this. Watching, now were these girls good looking, the Tucker? Thing. They were pretty good. Look- I mean, they're not. They're like Arnold good looking. Right. Like they would be good looking in Arnold, but they're they're mm. cute enough. Cute enough. Okay. But man, so so throw comes up in the ninth inning, and he is talking mad game. He's just going crazy, right? And old boy hits the home run, and no joke, within like 10 seconds, these two gals are just making out. Oh, God. And, and, and like, it was funny because it started like as a joke, and then it looked like like they were kind of like into it a little bit because it like went on for maybe four or five seconds, and then they kind of like looked at each other. Like with one of those where are we going after the game type deals, they probably went to Wheelhouse or something. I don't know. But there was one of the wildest things ever. And then the dude has his hand like I think he I think he went to town like or something because Doug? he has his hand like on one of the girls' butts. Yeah. And we're just sitting. I'm like with some coworkers, and we're just sitting there watching this go down. Like, what the heck? It was something else, man. I hope I could see more of that because I didn't care about the game. I. I could have cared less at that point, you know. You Tucker, I'm glad you got program. to see lesbianism last night. Yeah, I wish it could have been more. I wish there could have been, you know, some other stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, like heavy petting. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that would be the, the tip of the iceberg. Right. I'd like to see more than that. But, but uh, you know, you take what you can get when you're in Homer's Landing. That's not usually you're a Victoria's Secret runway there. You're not in the president's club or whatever, you know. Like no, but that's that. where I'm that activity might take place. They're not doing that in the in green the seat. <laughs> oh, play. man. I saw Those Jack bros. Danforth and Derek Gould sitting next to each other last night in the green seats. It is? Yeah. Well, I don't know what those two were doing, man. I don't know what the great senator was doing with Derek, but, but I also <laughs> uh, really I also know those Ledoux really. chicks over at El Pizza. They get into it, man. There's stuff going on over there. At a you pizza place? Believe. What pizza place? El Pizza, man, it's like over um, uh, in the the real, real rich area. Ladue, like over there by like Smoothie King across from Lester's. Yeah, there's there's wild stuff goes on there. No, like at lunch, like it's El Pizza. There's lesbian and lesbianism. I guess L the L stands pizza. for lesbianism. T- Tucker, Ledoux. do you and the Plowhawk know each other? I feel like you guys might be good friends somehow. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I smoke quite a bit of weed, and this dude I would love to hang out with. Man, I'll tell you what, dude. I I think you're good on the show, man. I think you're like you bring a good thing to the show. Yeah, I'd smoke a bowl with you any day, bro. Like, Perfect. We'll set up a meet and greet. You do a good job, man. Thanks, but buddy. I don't know, like I, I don't know. I haven't lived in St. Louis all that long. Where are you from, Tucker? And some St. Charles, yeah. So, like I I moved into St. Louis like a year ago across the river, 
and uh, man, it's this a different world over in Ladue, man. There's some weird stuff going on. You live in Ladue now? I'm telling you. <laughs> you yeah, live in- yeah. Well, what do you do to I move mean, from St. Charles to Ladue? What's well, the secret? I really should talk about my job while I'm talking on the air while I'm working. Well, you but, could just say hint. what you do. Just a you hint. can say what you do. What industry? Oh, I work. I work for a law firm. Yeah, You're a lawyer. In, uh, downtown Clayton. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we. I live like right by, uh, right by that Lester's kind of. Oh, be dirty. Can I just add? Can I? Because it just, I, I can't imagine a cross examination, dude. No, no. You said no. you I got mean, there no, at four I can, o'clock, I can, dude. I can be real. I can be real serious when I need to, but I, I just like, I like having a good time. You what, know? Uh, what law school did you go to, Tucker? Uh, I went to Harvard. No, I'm kidding. Come on, no one yeah. actually went to Harvard Law School. I went to Mizzou. Oh, did you really? But you must have won a big case to move right on into Ladue. I mean, that's uh, that's no, you're walking in tall cotton. It's so expensive in Ladue. I bought a house for three hundred eighty thousand dollars. It wasn't like I bought some two million dollar house in Ladue. I Is mean, it one of those trailers right that. there along Highway Forty? Oh, yeah, Forty and Spady. I did see that, but no, you can buy cheap houses in Ladue if you look. And I got a lot of work to do on it, but I'm in like a good school district and everything, so it's like a cool, it's a cool community. But there's some weird chicks, man. Some stuff that goes on. Those, those women that haven't had anything to do for like 30 years they find stuff to do man they like what are they doing to do right there at what el pizza <laughs> at el pizza yeah i don't think there's any you know f-i-s-t and going on there but like oh. you know, but it, it's like i mean they might be kissing and stuff i don't know right Maybe there at the pizza like parlor that. well i don't know if it's like right there at the pizza parlor but like they meet up there yeah. that's where they like all congregate it's like i had no bread. idea no, didn't see this coming. bread and everything, and then they go back. I think there's like almost a secret society or something. I don't want to call it that much, but I think there's something like that. And they go back, and who knows what goes on, man. What, it, what it is gets, this, Red L Pizza? Because I just looked it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you can't even like sit down in there. It's just like this tiny little spot. Is it but good? When, like, it's good pizza. Yeah, it's cool, but but all these. And so, like, so housewives get together and engage in lesbian. There's a secret lesbianic society there. Well, yeah, it's there in Companion and Smoothie King. They're all like right there. They have TJ Mo about you, this. If you go and hang out there on like just a regular afternoon, like I'll go get a smoothie or something, and you hang out there, you you will see some weird stuff. Like there there are some undertones of lesbianism for sure. And my wife my wife would agree. She would sit there. And we would we'll watch this stuff go down, man, and it is wild. What did they like, come in with their softball <laughs> uniforms on or something? I, no, not it's not like that. It's like they're married and their kids go to like country day and would do high school and stuff, but they sit there and it's like you can tell something's just a little bit off. Something's in the air. <laughs> Something is in the air. Yeah. Sapphic something touches. Is in the air. I encourage you, just go if you want to people watch for any reason, whether it's lesbian chicks or anything, go and sit there on like <laughs> Late afternoon on a weekday when school gets out, you will see. I mean, you'll see some crazy talks. Uh, some of the conversations, man, you think these people live in a parallel universe. It is wild. And I know that there's, you know, they go home. Their husbands are never home, man. They're traveling. They're on the road. They're they're sleeping with chicks on the road. Oh, for heaven's these, sake. These, these, women are, these women are lonely and hungry. I'm telling you, that is the spot. You hang out there no a joke. lot, do you? I go I go for smoothies like two or three times a week there sure. probably yeah so I I see, <laughs> I see it quite a bit and sometimes I'll sit on my uh my iPad and do some work like and just sit there and kind of watch it go on and it's it's a wild scene guys you got to check it out Tim. maybe do a maybe do a maybe do a remote from there or something not a bad idea Tim do we have any openings wild. on the weekend I'm thinking Ladue talk with Tucker I like this I think it could be a nice nice lead in oh man I don't I don't know if I have, I have time for all that on the weekends you got soccer games and all that you have a bunch right of kids now. Tucker. I got two kids. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's, 
but but they they take up a lot of my time on the weekends. How old are your children? I don't know. Uh, I've got four and three. They're Aren't one they? year. They're almost just over one year apart. I had one of those uh. Little, little flips on the second one there. Irish, Irish yeah. twins. Irish twins. I find that Irish, Irish twins. Yeah, that, I guess that's a good way to put it, guys. I guess so this is, is this is thin crust pizza, according to my research. <laughs> it's good pizza. I'm not going to go and say it's like Blue Malnati's or nothing. But no, but it sounds pizza. like good pizza. Yeah. But you sure, go, you go, pizza. you go for the lesbianism, and then you get some pizza. You stay right? for, for the pizza. Lesbianism, <laughs> stay for the pizza. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. The logo. That's, right. that's their. That's going to go on their building. But I don't even know if there's enough room. This place is like the size of a broom closet. It is. <laughs> it isn't nothing big. And well, maybe it's so small that people are bumping into each other because there's nowhere to go, and you're you're reading lesbianism into that. <laughs> well, by bumping into each other, you should hear some of the conversations. Give me an idea I what know. the conversation sounds like, Tucker. <laughs> All right, so I'll give you I will give you a real life example from about 3 weeks ago. Right. So, there are these two women dressed in and I'll paint the picture. Like okay. they're dressed in like uh they're not like totally attractive, but you could tell they used to be probably foxes back in the day. <laughs> they're sitting there and they're in like Lululemon black skirts, the sure. patented, you know, what all the gals wear over there. Right, right, they're right. in like their tennis tops, their hair is like pulled back, and they're sitting there eating companion for lunch. And I'm eavesdropping on the conversation because I got nothing else to do. No. And I'm sitting there. And so one of the gals says like, yeah, you know, Jimmy or whatever her kid's name is, he goes off to camp or something. He was going to some kind of soccer camp sure. or something over the summer. And oh. the other lady's like. Well, what are you doing with the family room? I know you were working on some plans. Yeah. And the other gal says, I should show you some of the samples at my house. Be and they kind of giggle. Like they had this like moment where they're like, oh, oh, samples. Like it was some kind of code word. Let's oh, for over heaven's and, sake. Know, let's get busy. <laughs> Clip off so then, samples. So then the other gal was like, well, she's like, I should probably stop by this afternoon. She's like, but she's like, you know, we can't do that without some rosé. And like they start talking about what kind of wine they were going to drink. And then she's like, so when's, what's his name get home? Her husband or whatever. And she's like, yeah, he's got some kind of event tonight for the Muscular Dystrophy Association or whatever. And she's like, all right, well, I'll come by about 4.30 then. When they're getting up, they kind of like looked at each other. And I knew it was going down. Like I knew that that afternoon there was going to be more than drapes installed over at that house. Okay. Do you follow him home? Here in the window maybe? No, I'm not going to do any of that. No, I, I got okay. a family yeah. to worry about. I'm yeah. not there trying to be some degenerate. Yeah, I just want to idea. hear it and kind of think it was funny for a minute, you know. Sure. Well, Tim loves your story. I Tucker, you're my new favorite caller. All right, guys. We'll have a good day. I enjoy your show. It's fun to listen to. So, yeah, keep it going and keep up the good work, guys. And have a good one. There he is. All right. Thanks, Tucker. Tuxie. Uh, guys, how big of a Hoosier do you have to be? To say that you just moved to town when you're from St. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ask that. What year did you graduate from Fox? It's <laughs> a Mario. They're not losers in Chicago. Who is Good this? Morning. Who is this? Uh, Tucker is on uh, the appliances kind of phone line. Hello, Tuxie. What's up, guys? How are we doing today? Oh, we're about <laughs> average. How about you? And I'm doing great. A beautiful day and a uh, nice day to get some work done, drink a cup of coffee, and uh, make some memories, you know? Tucker, you're one of my favorites, I think. Are you the guy that called that had an all-nighter with one of your buddies and it sounded like you were doing cocaine? Hmm, that or just a different one? No, no, that wasn't me, though. I've only called in once, and when I did, it was crazy because that afternoon, I, I was talking about these lesbian chicks up at Companion and El Pizza there, right. and as soon as I called in, I was up there that afternoon just getting some work done, and I was on my cell phone, 
and I looked over and I heard a few people talking about the show. So I didn't know how big you guys had gotten. Now we're here. But like, yeah, there were people up there that afternoon looking for like lesbian action. <laughs> and, and and I it was so funny because I walked up to the guy at the El Pizza place right when they opened. Sure. Probably like 4, 4, 4.30 or something when I was about to head home for the day. And the dude was like, I'm like, have you seen a bunch of like dudes up here asking about lesbians? And he goes, no, but I got a phone call. From somebody asking if we like have a lesbian discount, and I oh, was for crying out loud! <laughs> and, and I said to the guy, "I'm like, oh man, I'm like, this show must have really reached a lot of people." It does, Doug. I didn't think they could call the, the manager do. of Red L Pizza talking about yeah. lesbian action on like a Wednesday or something. It was just crazy. But this is the reach of the show, Tucker. I, I, I want to ask you a question here. You're so you're an attorney. And it seems like you jump from topic to topic. When you're uh, conducting a cross-examination, are you able well, to I'm stay focused? Attorney. I'm not a trial attorney, man. I don't get in the courtroom. I just do – I'm mostly behind the scenes, uh, some litigation, do the research. And it's mostly insurance fraud, so it's nothing exciting. I would love to have Tucker come out to the Lemming Open. I'd love to have a beer with this guy. Yeah, I, when, when is that? Is that on Friday? Friday. It's on Friday. 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 I know, and I get done Thursday afternoon. I was thinking about trying to make it out there. I wanted to get a foursome together because my buddy told me how great that last tournament was. But I don't know if the time is going to work out, man, just because I'm going to get done. I'm going to sleep probably for like 14 hours. And then I've got to do all my follow-up phone calls and everything Friday morning, Friday yeah. afternoon, which really sucks because I, I hope you do another tournament sometime. Oh, yeah. Maybe a sand volleyball one, too, because I'm pretty good at sand volleyball. <laughs> if you do the sand volleyball tournament, I'd put two or three teams together, man. If we could have a wild pony out there. Oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, And I'll try to get out. I'll try to get out to one of your tournaments. You know, bar happy hour deals you do at some point with the kids and the soccer schedule and my work and everything. It gets crazy sometimes, but I, I really enjoy you guys. So I'm going to try to get out. Doug, that's Tucker. Well, Thank right, you, Tuxie. See you, boy. Thank you, Tuxie. When do you think that'd be a mistake to work on legal briefs, listening to this show? Like all of a sudden, the judge is reading. Uh, proposal by uh, the defense counsel and uh, Thursbin is referenced in there. <laughs> I mean, he, he seriously has a case of ADD. How did he get through law school? Who is Good this? Morning. Who is this? Doug, this is Richard. <laughs> Hello, Rich. Uh, hi, guys. Hello, Richard. Hey, guys. How are how are you? Fine. Um, you were talking about the um the sitcom challenge at, at the Hot Shots in O'Fallon. Yes, TMA Live tomorrow night presented by Bud Select for Larry Nichols' graduation from Lewis and Clark Community College. Unbelievable. And um, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I did um, like a master's thesis on sitcoms in America. Hmm. And it's important I work. I'd be good at the so I think I'd be good at songs, but, but two, also, um, the one thing, have you have you guys ever broken down what houses that the sitcom people could have afforded versus which ones they couldn't? Yeah, we were going to do I'm that next week, Doug. Uh, for, people would always be very critical, for example, of Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, Matthew Perry, Lisa Kudrow, David Schwimmer, and Matt LeBlanc that they were living that they were living a little above their means in a very nice, large apartment in Manhattan, despite the fact that they were in their mid twenties and didn't really seem to do much but wait on. On coffee tables. Yeah, well, six of them. Well, well, Monica had Monica had a reasoning. I don't know about the others, but Monica had rent control from her grandparents. It's just her. She had a reasoning. She had a reasoning. What about Matthew um, Perry uh, across the hall? There's no explanation. Doug, do you know anything on Matthew Perry's rent? I don't really. No explanation. Now, now, if you go a little bit further out in New York onto Long Island, you have growing pains. 
And right. Maggie was um, a news anchor. Right. And Doug, that pays very well. Affiliate. And, well, in and New York, it probably psychiatrist. <laughs> And I think they could have afforded theirs. I think they could. Okay. Um, Check. Hold on. I have a, I have a question. Uh, Bonnie Franklin, one day at a time. I, there were a couple episodes where uh, uh, the super, uh, Schneider, Schneider uh, was trying to deal with uh, a bad uh, odor in the apartment. It smelled like ranch-style Doritos, and they never could figure out why. Oh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, I, know I mean, no offense. So, if you're gonna if you're gonna come to our show and and talk sitcom jingles, you should actually do a little research. <laughs> okay, don't laugh like that. Don't laugh like that. But but okay. also, people ask about family ties. They lived in Columbus, Ohio. They could afford theirs. Sure. Full House always comes up. People always ask about Full House. Um, I don't think so because I don't know what about you guys, but. Local morning um, television guys don't make like a ton of money, even in a top ten market, probably in the ninth, late nineteen eighties, and their place is probably two to three million dollars. Right. Um, home improvement. Uh, people always say easy. He could afford it. I don't think so. Again, he was on a cable access show to talk about a tool belt and tools and stuff. I don't think they could afford their house. It's hot though. She was a state. Are you going to go down the list of every show that's been I have on to the tell last you, twenty years or I'm so? I'm absolutely engrossed by this. Are you? Yep. Okay. Can we uh, go back a little further that. in time? Because I always thought to myself, Ricky Ricardo was uh, a known entertainer. He worked at the club all the time, and their apartment was kind of ratty, in mm. my opinion. Mm. Well, and, and I love Lucy. I think I think I've determined they could have afforded their place and then some. Yeah, uh, but I, the, yep. the set, a lot of it has to do with the set. The set has to be conducive to people walking in and out, which is why there's phantom staircases on a lot of sitcoms. Oh, yeah. There'll be three staircases in a house that lead up to one spot, which obviously couldn't happen. But but at the end of the day, they need places for entrances, like the inside of Fresh Prince of Bel Air was right. much smaller than the facade of the actual house. Yeah, that's a good point, Doug. You, you ever notice that? And you know who would no. always get thrown out of the of the front of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's home? Do you know? No. Do you know, Richard probably knows. Oh, Jeffrey? Yep, DJ Jazzy Jeff. DJ yeah. Jazzy so, Jeff, Doug. So the, the one of the ones I like to talk about as being the most realistic would probably be Roseanne. Right. Um, in a you know in a blue collar um, suburb of Chicago, and they both had blue collar jobs, um, easily could be afforded. And now Roseanne will be coming back to ABC in January mm -hmm. um, right. as a mid season replacement with all the original cast. Um, so that'll be that'll be cool. I'm interested in that. I think you're wrong on home improvement, though. What's wrong? He could fix a lot of things on his own, so there you don't have the overhead of maybe you know when things do go awry, he can fix it rather than hiring a company. And I think he was sponsored as well by a lot of tool companies. So well, I think it's not only the company, regional one tool company, one tool company, Benford Tools, and. But and Bob Vila was a part I'm of serious Benford. About Bob this. Vila was a part of Benford Tools, and so that's a big name guy. I think sure. I think Tim was I think second behind Bob Vila. So you got to think probably second. forty or fifty grand, uh, a little extra probably with the eighty ninety thousand dollar a year. So I think that's doable. In well, Detroit, they, they lived in Rochester Hills, which is an upscale suburb of Detroit, uh, similar to yeah. Like but Wilson's their neighbor. It's not like they're living next to the Rockefellers here. I mean it. You think, done, Wilson, you think Wilson could afford that? Well, Will, Will, they never explained where Wilson had his money and his wife had passed away. They might have had family money. That was my thought on yeah. Wilson. Or insurance yeah. money. Yeah, old money like at the Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, so I, I, I determined that that one was tough. And 
the wife went to night school too. Um, so she was in, she was in, in, enrolled in university. So they probably had to pay. Yeah. But Brad was a really good high school soccer player. You never know under the money, you know, (laughs) table deal for colleges. The youngest one turned into like a goth. He, he went off the deep end. Um, so they probably had to pay for counseling too. There's a lot of factors. It always struck me that on three's company, um, even though they weren't making a lot of money, there were three, and they only had the one bathroom. The two girls had to share a bedroom, and they're just, Doug, maybe I'm wrong, but there wasn't a lot of space for entertaining in that apartment. No, no, no but they were in Los Angeles, right. if, I, if I believe I'm right, and, and the home prices are higher there. Sure. They never, and wasn't John a chef? He was a chef. He a was cook. a yeah. He was a cook. Yeah, yeah. They theirs was probably somewhat on the uh, on the realm of reality. If I had to, if I had to guess. Now the Munsters had a big house in Los Angeles, and yeah, the dragon the, under Her- the stairs. Herman didn't seem to well, work. You're you're talking about a show that's just pure fantasy. Uh, oh, and the other ones are the other ones are documentaries. It, the Munsters, there's no there's no um, gauge for that. You can't you can't. No gauge. There's no comps for the Munsters. Was Butch Maybe Patrick's Widow's Peak real, though? Was that part I think real? it was. Uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. That was oil money. They could live wherever they wanted. Right. Yeah, the, that one is explained, but the show is also based in fantasy. It, it's hard one to, to quantify, really. Yeah. Yeah. Family Matters. He was, a, he was a police officer in Chicago. I think she was like a, um, a secretary or something. And then they had money coming in from various aunts and grandmas. And they lived in a nice brownstone in Chicago. Probably doable. Uh, yeah, but the damage Urkel, the damage Urkel did, and I know he didn't have insurance, so it probably, I mean, Carl probably paid a lot out of pocket for some of the damages to well, the home. Well, Carl Winslow was a police officer with tenure uh, and a nice pension from yeah. the city city of Chicago Police Department. He could afford it. Here, here's an honest, straightforward question to you, Richard. I'd like an honest uh, response, please. You are for real, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did a I, I, I wrote on American sitcoms in America as, as part of my uh, my masters. What grade did so, you yeah, get on for it? Real. What was your grade? Uh, I don't think they gave the specific grades, but I did I did pass a, I did pass my master's yeah, course. Yeah. And does, master's. does it really bother you if if somebody's living above their means on a sitcom? No, no. I, I think that it's interesting, and I think it's gone further on the time. It has become more realistic. If you look at you know what, what would be considered today as like classic sitcoms. Uh, Modern Family is very realistic as far as what people could afford, and a lot of shows now don't use the same camera methods anymore. Right. So, so you, you never you aren't just seeing just the apartment or just the house. So it is more realistic. I thought Wonder Years, Richard, was very realistic. Uh, Doug, as you know, Jack Arnold worked over at Norcom, and it would stress him out quite a bit. But uh, it Tim, seemed like, like it was. You brought up the Wonder Years. Of course, they you never do. specifically say where it takes place, but it can be assumed that it's in New Jersey or maybe I agree with Long that. Island. Yeah, I agree. It's either Long Island or, or, or New Jersey, Doug. Why Northern New Jersey? So, so yeah, yeah, that's probably pretty real. Why is that assumed? In the sixties. Why is that assumed? Well, he, wears, he wears a New York Jets jacket in almost every episode where it's cold. A New York Jets jacket. Okay. Now, what about Frazier? He was uh, an affluent guy who lived in a, a very nice apartment. In Seattle, yeah, Frazier, but he was brokering time on a, uh, an AM radio station. And it was a he big marvelous star. He could afford his apartment, I think. And his dad, didn't his father live with him at yes. the end? I think. Uh, yeah, and his father was very really good at selling advertising. Yep, I remember the He also thing. had a pension or, some, or something. So I, I, I think Frazier 
Frazier was fairly realistic. Richard, I could do this for about 10 hours with you. Unfortunately, I got to take a break, but this was wonderful. I'm going to put you on hold so the Seamaster can get your contact information. I don't want you to be a stranger. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Richard. I'm putting you on hold. Thank you, Richie. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 590 The Fan and InsideSTL.com. And we're pleased now to be joined by Caller Tucker. Tucker, what's up? What's up, man? How are you? I'm uh, doing pretty well. So I think we kind of need to get started with Tucker's first call, which was, I believe it was a Cardinals-Cubs game. There was a no-hitter into the ninth, and I believe, uh, I actually went back and looked this up, it was Hazel Baker, I think, broke up the no-hitter with a home run in the ninth. Talk about that game, how much of that was real, how much of that was kind of exaggeration, what do you remember from that game? I mean, I was, that was pretty real. I was in Homer's Landing, I think, out in the outfield. Well, I like think Homer's home. Landing was in, uh, was in Bush Stadium, too. I, I think that was a different. Well, I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> but the outfield, outfield area. All right. Not, I'm not talking about Big Mac land here. Uh, outfield area. And there was a no hitter going into the game and there were definitely some, uh, shenanigans around us. Uh, yeah, that, that actually happened. And I think that led into, discussing the lesbianism in Ladue. So I think that's where the, the character was kind of born because both those things are uh, are true stories, like pretty so, much anything. Well, you called in, I mean, you called in knowing McKernan is a sucker for a good lesbian story. Sure. So you clearly, you wanted to tell McKernan the, the one story. Did you know when you called in, oh, I've got, if this goes well, I've got the, the Red L pizza kind of uh, on deck Nope. And I can tell you, honestly, I never thought of them that way. The conversations just flow. So that's just where it went. And at that point, I had been working up there quite a bit, uh, just kind of, do, you know, working on my computer. And uh, the stuff you see at that uh, in that little, con- or I don't know what you call it, a little fact of would do. Yeah. I went, up there, yep. I went up there. I have a bank down the street uh, and I had to go in on Saturday. And I went up there to yep. scope, just to kind of scope it out. And there were some I would describe... Um, women, you know, middle-aged, probably moms, probably used to be foxes back in the day. and they Rich were just as hell. Of, yeah, rich as hell. And they were just kind of hanging out. Uh, I didn't really st- stick around. I just kind of, it was kind of a drive-by before yeah. they noticed me. But, uh, yeah, I scoped it out. So it's kind of a little common area that a bunch of places you can kind of get food and then you can eat outside. Is that the, uh, is that the scene? Sure. So there used to be this little pizza joint right there and it was called Red L Pizza, but it was just a walk up window. And so like there's a Smoothie King, a Companion and the Red L Pizza. And if it was like a nice day and it wasn't too humid or something, I would go and work on my computer just at the table, like just hang out there, uh, meet coworkers, whatever. And that's I just kind of, you know, you're the tables aren't far apart. So you just kind of find yourself observing. And I observed that there was some. uh chicks up there that were probably uh, a little bored with their lives if you know what i mean and you were just kind of eavesdropping do you think they knew that you could hear them they just didn't care or they just it they they had no idea you could hear them i think they kind of live in a bubble i don't think they care i think they're just talking i mean these are mostly people that uh don't have many struggles in life at this point where they are so i don't think they really care i think they'll just talk openly about it and, yeah, I'm sure they're not assuming that some dude is sitting there listening, but I'm pretty sure that they don't care if anyone did. And so these were middle-aged married women 
kind of plotting their own little uh, shindig later that afternoon because dad was at the muscular dystrophy fundraiser. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that was the charity. You sent me the call and I just listened back and that was just, uh, I don't know. Was that the Jerry Lewis charity? I, I think. don't know. But, so it was something, yeah, some but, sort of not-for-profit similar, philanthropy, you know. Okay. It was something like that. Yeah. It's just something where they were talking about going over to one another's houses and husbands being out of town or engaged in events or something to that effect that caught my attention. And, uh, you know, the more I sat up there, nothing really surprises me because, you know, again, when you live in a world where your money's really not an object and where you have plenty of free time on your hands, Hey, who knows what you can get into, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So speaking of getting into, so, while that was accurate, you called in previously as RJ. RJ. Do you actually work in the dental sales industry, and had you actually been up all night having gone to the strip club that day? No, and no. Both were, both were not. There was, there was no shred of truth to that one. The, the story came from a, a buddy of mine who they do have their convention here in St. Louis, and these guys come in and none of them ever travel before, right? Like they're not like a traveling job. So when they do get out of town, it's like all bets are off. They freshman, just go crazy. First weekend of college freshman year, basically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Where they, they come to another city and let's be honest, you're staying downtown St. Louis, you're limited by area. There's not many places you can really go. And they often end up over on the East side and then don't get up till the next, you know, don't go to bed till the next day, miss meetings, I've heard that happen like a few times. So I, I was drawn on one of those stories. And then we also, my, my company has a convention here downtown every year. And, you know, I haven't seen anything like that, but people do stay up. I mean, that's, that's pretty normal. So a lot of what that character was, man, is just drawing stories from different experiences I've had in life and pulling them together as one. That's kind of the, the gist of it. So Tucker, RJ, those are all just uh, stuff that's off the cuff, but it's kind of based. The, the RJ one's not so much based in reality. The other ones are. I did like how when they asked him where he was going to breakfast, you know, you paused and then Uncle Bill's, you know. <laughs> like you, well, Uncle Bill's comes up twice. I mean, he, uh, yeah, yeah, he comes up kind in, of a, my, in another, in another call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Uncle Bill's just kind of, it, it, there's always like a few, uh, it, I, I think I've told you, but none of the calls were really ever planned out. They're really just kind of, you know, a coworker tells me, Hey, can you call in or a friend or something? The, there's a few like things like at the end, I always tell them how great the show is. Right. That's one. Right. And two is, uh, uncle bills. And then I, there's a few other things I've used Indianapolis a few times. Recurring, for whatever reason. Yeah. There's some recurring themes, recurring, but, themes. but as a, as a whole, those are just ways that I can go back to using memory. So I don't slip out of character. That's right. pretty much what that is. Right. They're uh, devices, if you will. Right. Now, I think my favorite of all of them is Richard calling in to talk about the sitcoms and specifically the houses in the sitcoms. And, I mean, to me, they're it, just the epitome of kind of my style of entertainment slash whatever you would call it. It's not really journalism, but it's kind of, you know, you're, you're discussing facts or you're discussing kind of trivial facts in a, in an intellectual way. 
But you and Plowsy arguing, or Richard and Plowsy arguing about home improvement and talking about, no, you only had one sponsor, Benford Tools, not, you know, not multiple sponsors. And Plowsy keeps coming up with all these, he's reach, he's grasping at straws like, oh, maybe one of the kids was getting paid under the table by colleges trying to draw him there on a soccer scholarship. It's like, do you know how soccer works in this country? That's not, I don't think that's the way it goes. And the youngest one was a goth, so he probably needed counseling. I mean, did you do you have like a file work? Did you have like files worked up? Like, oh, I got to make sure I get to home improvement. I got to make sure I get to full house. I got to make sure I get to Frazier. Like, which, nope. what was your game plan going into that call? Yeah, nothing. It's nothing that uh, complicated. No, none of those. Uh, I just, I this is a conversation we had at work a few days before, and somebody said, "How the hell do you know all this about these sitcoms?" And I just have a strange memory. There's no. There's no real other way to put it. So I remember these things. And then I was just thinking about that would be kind of a funny call because it has nothing to do with the show, it has nothing to do with what they're talking about. I think the only impetus for the the topic coming up is that they were doing some kind of TV show challenge or I don't know. I don't remember exactly yeah, what it was. It was a, I think a sitcom theme challenge at like a TMA live. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just listened to it again, the one you sent me the other day and, uh, I'd, I'd forgotten some of the funny lines from it, but you're right. When uh, Plowsy gets on there and starts debating, uh, you know, the suburbs of Detroit, that was pretty, uh, pretty entertaining. Yeah, but so yeah he, that was that was fun. It just came out of nowhere, though. There wasn't, uh, there was no script, there's no uh, planning, just their facts that I have in the back of my head. He had hot takes on family matters and the amount of damage that Urkel would cause, and then also, oh, he's living next to Wilson, and then you had a whole like, well, we don't know where Wilson got his money. You know, they didn't go into that. Um, which that, the, I think the more trivial, there's like some sort of matrix, like the more trivial, the, the topic and the more kind of seriously you take it, that's kind of the, the area that I like to be in, in my conversation. So I think you really, you really hit, you hit some sweet spots with these different calls, uh, in very complete, you know, very different ways and with some very specific, but accurate and then in other times, specific in ways you could never really disprove. Most of the stuff I gave was all factual, uh, just not, they, it was a little more vague. It wasn't like I was giving exact addresses or anything. I could just base it on memories that I had. And I like, if, if I didn't know something about New York, I would say I was in Naples, Florida, where I vacationed before, or... You know, I could, I could, I could easily pivot to just change, uh, change up what I was talking about. But again, it just came off. Uh, it was just off the cuff. And if I ever did say something that screwed up, well, then somebody could call it out pretty quick. But I guess well, that, that was we didn't got happen you, for a while. We got you on the Pat Robertson uh, Liberty. That's University right, Jerry Falwell, Pat was, Robertson. I think is what you told yeah, me. Well, yeah. Well, and it was funny because it seemed like, uh, I mean, kind of, I had my own. Shveta and Rokas line that was kind of supposed to snap you out of it when I thought you were somebody else. But it seemed like, um, I mean, Kat had called you. He was like, he asked Richard straight up, are you for real? And Plowsy actually asked Tucker if he was RJ, you know, straight up. Uh, and you played it off. You, 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 you denied it. But everybody kind of had their, oh, I'm going to level him with this question and get a read. And with Doug of all people, it was, he was asking JR, 
what is Pat Roberts Pat Robertson's stance on MMF situations? And you you played dumb. You played coy. Do you remember when he asked you that and what you were thinking in your mind and how how you could react like that without breaking character? I really don't remember it. And it's funny because with that JR deal, the only one I really remember doing was that first one where I talk about the Russians invading Chicago. But I don't remember a whole lot of those calls, except uh, it was like during uh, pre-Trump election stuff. And it was, you know, at that point, if you had said Trump would have won, it would have been laughable. But uh, it was kind of just a play off the times of what was going on in uh, society. But I don't remember much about those calls. Yeah, it was a bit, JR was a big Ted Cruz guy. Big Ted Cruz guy, got it. Yeah, he... He would be a big Ted Cruz guy because the whole idea was to make him as right-wing as possible. Well, it was it was entertaining to hear all the different characters. Uh, I think we'll we'll talk again and maybe take a deeper dive on specifically on Bruce and Tucker in the next episode. But for this week, uh, I think we've covered everything we need to cover. Is there anything else you want to address while I've got you on yes. the air as Tucker? The, the one that really I've probably been asked about more than any other is the story about the... Uh, the chick over in the apartments in Baldwin mm-hmm. with the purple uh, strap on. And uh, I, I mean, I, I remember the day that happened, people were texting in saying they were driving by those apartments. And, and that is uh that story was a hundred percent true. So for people that still ask that, that, uh, that story actually happened to my buddy and I picked him up at four in the morning. That is a hundred percent true story. And then people at my work would, uh, I got a, somebody changed my name on like our, uh, they, on an email, they changed my signature to old purple or put it in like nice. parentheses or something below. But that was the one that I still, you know, after all of the years, get asked about a ton with that story. But yes, it's true. That one, that one will be in uh, so 31. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, sorry, you can't. Make the, sorry, you can't make the G8 summit. But uh, yeah, next time, big, I'll make, week make week, sure you get the, make sure you get the invite next time. And uh, we will we'll see you when you're back in town. All right, man. Good talking to you. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 590 The Fan and InsideSTL.com. Swope here, reminding you that all episodes of Swope's Picks are available for download at InsideSTL.com. You can also find Swope's Picks on iTunes in the comedy section under S for Swope. (laughs) And happy birthday to Ryan in Houston from his brother Brent. Brent looks forward to meeting with you soon in the back of Rainbow Fashions with Dr. Tom the Ladyboy to discuss baseball parlays and the Dinar trade market. Enjoy that autographed copy of Stress Fractures in Titanium and have a great birthday. Special thanks to Caller Tucker for joining us. Well, get on with it, muff. Get on with it, muff. Well, get on with it, muff. You've been listening to Swope's Picks. Enjoy the mesh. Such a nasty boy. Such a nasty boy. Such a nasty boy. I mean, I'm going I'm to exaggerate when I say there's probably 500 trannies. Is that bang? <laughs> oh, God. When these guys hire escorts, is that 100% prostitution? Use whatever words you want, dick. I'll be your boy, foy. You be my girl, foy. We're having a big week. <laughs> Eight trannies. <laughs> With lots of foreplay and all of that. But I don't think that, number one, makes me gay. And number two, I don't think it's weird to brag about something like that. I've, I've never bottomed. Well, I don't really think it's 
matters who wears the strap, but... All right, well, that's cool, man. I... He just got me an interview with a tranny. <laughs> tranny. I finished eighth in transsexual of the year. That was like in Golden Girls. Estelle Getty would get yeah, naked like every true. episode I in the first season. We went for hours that night, and we did almost everything, and she she was into everything, so... And I was standing right there, and I, I got to admit, like, I kind of watched, because, like, what the hell did you do, right? Well, I like to take care of my friends, and they wanted to watch, so I just... It's, like, kind of curved. Such a nasty boy. Dad's hooking up. Dad's hooking up. Stepdad's hooking up at soccer game. Never seen it. Never witnessed it. <laughs> and then Dudley would get molested in the uh, in the bike shop by Gordon Jump. New in town. I mean, you're watching your friend get a tuggy tug. Oh. Doug, what are those noises you keep making, bro? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and I took one of the trannies just to make her feel good, but that tranny... Well, how does he know my nipples are puffy? He came back from the gas station with cigarettes and saw his wife playing with my wing. Mm, I guess they weren't having anal that night.